So the instructions of the day will be built upon what we did yesterday. So we've essentially been working in the first foundation of mindfulness, uh, really verbatim out of the Buddhist instructions in the Satipatthana and the teachings on mindfulness. And we had a whole day yesterday dedicated to mindfulness of breathing, which I know can be a very challenging task. Uh, because we're really developing concentration and we're developing focused attention and uh, the mind is oftentimes rebellious and resistant and uh, that can be complicated. So we're going to expand the practice of the first foundation today to include uh, a wider range of experience. So we're going to essentially be doing a concentration practice but we're going to continue to work with breath, with breathing as an object of experience. We're also going to open to and include sound. There's a lot of really actually quite wonderful sounds here. So we'll we'll open the awareness, so that'll give you a sense, hopefully that will give you a sense of some width of of the, the awareness of the mind being wide, because also sound and hearing is a present time experience. So if you know that you're hearing and you're with sound, you know that you are present. So we'll use the very soft internal experience of the breath to focus on and sound so you can kind of have a a soft practice and a wide practice. And we're also going to expand... um, into the full range of the body. So we'll be doing mindfulness of the full full body um, in all of the different uh, parts of the body and using also that in, in the walking meditation. And so this, you might find this will be a little bit more of a relaxed practice. Uh, There's a lot of research that suggests that um, giving the mind three options of focus uh, allows the mind to relax a little bit. I know that sometimes mindfulness of breathing can be too inwardly focused, and sometimes you might experience what I call meditator's claustrophobia, where the breath is too in and it feels tight and it feels rigid. Um, so we're going to have a lot of a, a liberal, um, a liberal way of working with your attention today, so that you'll have the option of breathing as a primary object, you'll have sound, and you'll have the body sensations. And it's okay if actually you move around a little bit. You might notice uh, a loud sound. You might notice a bird or one of these lizards in the roof, and your mind might go there, and you'll just notice sound, breathing body, and it will give you an opportunity to explore what's happening in the context of that. Now, the reason why we're spending um, such an amount of time on this is that when we look at when we look at meditation in terms of um, really the practicality of it and the pragmatic aspect of it, Essentially, meditation is about developing skills and experiencing qualities. And so, 
again, like I said last night, we kind of get things backwards. Typically what happens for most of us is we want to experience the qualitative experience of meditation. We want the calmness and we want the inner peace and we want the, the collectedness of mind. We really, really want the qualitative benefits of meditation, but we might find that we're not so much willing or interested in to do the skills. And so the way that the meditative system works is that as we develop certain skills, qualities arise out of those skills. And so as we apply our attention with a diligent, ongoing effort, what arises out of that skill is the quality of being present, the quality of being here. And when we start to uh, expand the skills of attention to multiple objects, so we're going to have a very liberal, more liberal view in application for the practice today, we're going to even include seeing as a present time awareness. I see the trees, I see the pond, I see the sun, I hear the birds, I feel my feet on the ground, I'm breathing. And so we're having a more of a wider mindfulness practice and this oftentimes will result in the quality of being much more collected, being very present with that experience. And I also want to include and to encourage you to actually uh, be somewhat creative with the practice today and just noticing where your mind, where your attention um, feels most safe or feels most calm. I know that for me, uh, one of the experiences that I rely on tremendously is sound. That even in here when I'm meditating, uh, my primary anchor is often on just listening. Because you don't have to do the listening, it just arises. It also, one of the things that's great about sound, sound as a meditation object, is it really, really nails home the point of impermanence. The sounds are just constantly changing. And so we're going to use a, a technique that I learned from a Thai forest master named Ajahn Sachito, who I practiced with many times, but I got to spend a month with him a couple of years ago, and it's the practice of soft and wide. So we're going to try to develop an awareness that is soft, and that's gentle, that's kind. And so the way that we develop a soft, gentle attention is by uh, making contact with breathing. So breathing is very soft. You know that you can always soften into your breath. You can always soften into your breath and you can use the metaphrase if you like. May I be at ease. Soften. May I be at ease. Soften. And also as we soften, we relax any tension or tightness in the body. We relax the front of the throat. Let the shoulders fall away. And so we're going to continue to learn how to soften. And we'll soften the attention, soften the awareness, soften the heart. And so we're really trying to create this sense of refuge. And as we 
develop the skill of softening, we're also going to allow for widening or width. So we soften into the breath, we soften into the body, and then we widen out into sound. We maybe even see if we can notice what is the sound that is happening right now that is the most furthest away from me right now. And that creates a sense of width. And that gives us a sense of the mind and the awareness actually being kind of gigantic. We often think of the mind as this sort of thing that's stuck here but in this little thing of my, called my head. But actually, no, your mind is, if I can hear the sound of the bird outside the building, my mind is that wide. And so as we can allow for the mind to be expansive, then when the thoughts arise, the distractions arise, the place, right, the place to be, the better moment to be in arises, the, the thought arises in the container of this wide, soft awareness, and it becomes just another thing that happens. And we can let that go. And so as the thoughts and the distractions arise, I can take my awareness, I can kind of shatter that by just going out into sound. 360. And then that loses its, I'm not going to be so tightening into that. I can kind of let that thought go or let that plan go or let that memory go because the sound is holding me. And the breath is allowing me to be soft. And so also in the walking meditation, you can do the same. You can walk, you can breathe, you can feel the body, you can hear the sounds. And so really what we're developing is oftentimes called sensory clarity. And so consciousness being a the mind being an event where six objects arise at one time. You have the five senses that you learned in kindergarten and the mind sense. And every moment these five senses, these six senses arise, we're really trying to focus our attention specifically on the senses that are present time, that are of physical nature. Hearing, feeling, touching, breathing. Seeing. So we're really trying to tune the awareness into being with what's really, really here in a pretty liberal way and letting this number six one of the thinking mind, let that one go. Right? So in every moment you have six little events arising. Six little events arising in every moment. I'm going to be very liberal and say total permission to explore five of the six. To some degree, I would say that you can pay attention to anything you like except for thinking. Let that go. Just let that one be. You might even notice smells. You might notice scents. Seeing, hearing, when you're eating your food, tasting. But let the mind one go. Let the number six be in the background. And so I will give you some instructions as I did yesterday. We'll sit now and I'll give you the full range of instructions.
and then we'll have a period of time for some questions. So just finding a way to sit. So taking a very liberal view on the practice, starting again by dropping your attention into your breathing, mindfulness of breathing. Still there, right in front of you. And so if you like, you can allow this to be your primary anchor. Breathing is always reliable and helpful and available, immediate. So now we're going to expand into mindfulness of the body. to really see if we can get in the body. I want you to just see if you can get in touch with the energy of your mind right now. And to just get in touch with the energy of the mind by feeling into the area right behind your eyes. So this is usually where the awareness is mostly noticed, this energy quality behind your eyes. It might feel a little tired, it might feel a little anxious. But I want you to see if you can take all that energy of your mind and just begin to pour it right down inside of your body. So just pouring the mind, just letting it pour down into the body like it was a waterfall. Relaxing all of the muscles in your face, relaxing your jaw, allowing the eyes to close softly.
softening the front of the throat, letting go of any tension or tightness. Allowing the shoulders to drop towards the floor so that your, your shoulders are just falling away from the head. Letting go of any tension or tightness in the upper body. Letting the awareness scan down through the chest into the belly, softening the belly, feeling the breath move through the belly with some ease and softness. And then down from the shoulders into the biceps, top of the arms, your elbows. Down through your forearms into your wrists. Allowing your awareness to arrive inside of both hands. Feeling the sensation of all ten fingers. And just continuing to pour this awareness down into the body right into the contact of your body on the chair, your body on the cushion. And I want you to see if you can really allow your awareness to experience gravity, the earth holding you down. Feeling the contact points of the body sitting, the pressure, weight. down through your thighs, into your knees. Moving through the shin muscle, calves in the back, the shin bone in the front. And then finally allowing your awareness to enter into your feet and toes. And just continuing to see if you can 
Continue to pour your mind into your body. Just like the gravity of the earth is holding your body down, using the body to hold the mind down. And even in a kind and friendly way, see if you can welcome your mind into your body. Inviting the mind into the body. Encouraging the mind to stay. Stay here in the body. And so continuing to release any tension or tightness in the body, softening the belly, and also including into the experience of the body, your breathing. So breathing in with the whole body, breathing out with the whole body. Breathing in with the face, breathing in with the hands, the whole body breathing in, the whole body breathing out.
And you can even include into the experience of the body feeling the air on your skin, temperature, feeling the clothes on your body. The full range of what's available to the body. There's the gravity of the world holding you steady. There's the heaviness. There's temperature. And to just absorb the awareness right into the body. Just like a dry sponge soaks up water. This dry sponge of the body, just letting it soak up the awareness. So just absorbing awareness into the body. Every sensation. The body is right here. The mind is right now. And to invite into the experience kindness as well and a friendly, a friendliness with the body and the breath. The body is right here and the mind is right now.
And now also, if you like, widening out. So we have the body here and now, softening. And now bringing your attention to the left and right side of the head, to your ears, hearing out, and just sending the awareness out through the doors of sound. In all directions, going out to receive all of the different present time sounds that are available. Hearing out, widening, letting the mind expand as far and wide as the sound will take you. And then softening with the breath. So you're softening in and you're widening out.
and to begin the investigation for the day, the first question we can sit with always is, what can I be with right now? Can I be with the breath? Can I be with sound? Where in the body can I be with? Can I be with the hands? Can I be with the face or the belly? What is it that you can be with right now? And just be with that. It's fine. It doesn't matter what it is. What is it that I can come back to if you find that you've become lost in your thoughts? What can you come back to? Can you come back to your breath? Can you come back to sound? Can you come back to your hands? What can I be with right now? And what can I come back to? Just over and over again, what can I be with right now? What is it that I can come back to?
just training the mind to stay out of thinking and making plans and remembering and imagining. Let go of that. Be with something else. So if you'd like to take a moment to stretch. And so we'll have some time now. Um, so you might have questions about some of the instructions this morning, any of the meditation instructions, or questions about how to work with something that you have been struggling with. Or you might have questions about the Dharma talk last night. So anything that's on your mind that you would like to um, ask questions about, please.
Yes. Um, dealing with discomfort. <laughs> Physical discomfort? Physical discomfort, yeah. It seems to be an ongoing issue. Yeah, it seems to be an ongoing issue for sure. Um, you know, there's... Um, yeah, that's a big challenge here, right? You know, the, especially when I'm trying to bring awareness into the body. Um, there's a practical way of just trying to find a way to sit that's um, manageable. So you might shift postures. You might try a chair. Um, you might have to do some things to um, to try to reduce that. Um, there's also the intention of trying to be a little bit more kind or friendly with the pain or the discomfort and watching out for the attitude that you have about the discomfort and the story you're telling yourself about the discomfort. And when we're starting to deal with pain and discomfort in the body, the best thing to do typically is to go right into it and to see if you can gauge how strong is it. I know that for me, when I sit here like this, I'm mostly my lower body's in discomfort and pain. But uh, I've been sitting with it for so long. I, you know, is it is it is it number three pain or is it number ten pain? A lot of times, when we investigate discomfort and we start to really learn how to feel into it and to be with the discomfort, we might notice it's actually not that bad. It's discomfort. It's painful. It's I don't like it, but it's not, you know totally unmanageable. Uh, so part of it is actually, part of what we're doing in the meditative practice is trying to uh, overcome our fear and our hatred of pain by investigating, um, can, can I actually sit with this discomfort? And not making it, turning it into the narrative like, this whole meditation sit is going to be for shit and it's going to be a waste of time because my leg hurts a little bit. Right? So really trying to get the attitude of the mind out of there and to really investigate and to sit with it. And also you might notice when there's discomfort in the body, notice where in the body there's no discomfort. How are my hands? My hands feel fine. What about my face? My face is fine. How about my throat? Fine. Shoulders? Pretty good. Butt? My butt's pretty good. Actually, the only thing that hurts is my knees. 96% of me is totally comfortable, and 4% of me hurts a little bit, and now the whole meditation is ruined. Right? So you can track that. You can put your attention in parts of the body that aren't uncomfortable. The other thing that you can do is you can trace your attention. So like my knees hurt a little bit right now, and I'll go, so I'll start here and I'll go down my leg. Where does, it, where does the pain end and the not pain begin? And to see, can I, actually, can I actually follow it down? Where is it? Okay, it starts to hurt right about here. And I go down to my knees just a little bit more. So trying to lean into the pain, and this is called a titration. So we learn to go into the pain, into the discomfort, sit with it, tolerate it, back out of it, go to the face, go to sound. So you're working with it. You're not surrendering and giving up into the pain and the discomfort because that will, that's where the suffering is. You can have pain number three or number five level of pain in my knee and in my mind I'm suffering about everything. 
I can't sit. This is a waste of time. I wish they had more. I wish they had a fucking couch in here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in this room suffering because my knees hurt a little bit. Meanwhile, not interested, not investigating, not looking at the relationship I have and the attitude I have about that. It's a difficult practice, but it's, it will change everything about your life if you can learn to be with discomfort. So it's a very noble endeavor. And if you're not in pain, your mind's just going to suffer about something else anyway. So be with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. What else is on your mind? Yes. Speaking of the, the word mind, um, in the instruction you were saying, like with awareness of the body, to, to bring the mind into the body or try to expand the mind out to sound. Yeah. Just wondering if you could clarify kind of how you package that word mind, because I think of mind as like the thinking, critical, analytical, but when I was bringing awareness into my body, it felt like a completely different process to that, like it was more these feelings arising in some conscious awareness or like it was kind of a separate part of mind or different from the mind that, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. It makes or, a lot of sense. Yeah, or even just hearing, yeah. Mind is a very elaborate thing. And so part of mind is thinking. It's part of one of the things mind can do is it can think. And so what we're trying to do here in these first couple of days is trying to allow the mind to be with anything but that. So mindfulness of body is allowing the awareness to feel into and to experience the sensation, the heaviness of the body. And so we'll be learning how to do that, learning how to be with the sound. Now you might hear a sound, and the mind goes, bird. And you go, I wonder what kind of bird that is. I wonder what kind of birds they have here in front of them. That's thinking. And we notice that. And then we go, oh, okay, not that. Let that go. And I go back into the body, back into sound. And so trying to get out of the thinking as much as we can, because that is part of mind. But that is uh, imagination, that is conceptualization, that is abstraction, that is not present time sensory clarity. That's something else. That's, so there's what's happened, like I talked about, there's the ground, right? We're trying to get mind ground, mindfulness, building a foundation for the mind that's present. And then the mind goes, well, what about this other maybe thing? Well, that's thinking, that's imagination. Let's let that one go. Let that be. The story, the self. The, let that go and go back, into, go back into the presence. And so we do that a lot. That's part of what we're trying to do. So the characteristic that you're looking for is really uh, an embodied sense of, of sensation. So really we're trying to learn how to be with sensation the sensation of the body, the sensation of a sound, the visual sensation, and not so much the, what the mind has to say about that. Because the mind has always got some sort of comment to make about everything. And that's an added thing, that gets added to the experience. So try to see if you can let that piece go. Does that make sense? Is that good enough? Yeah. yeah. And play with that, because you're going to find that this is going to come up a lot. <laughs> yeah.
Yes. Uh, if I find myself literally falling asleep, yeah. do, you fight, do I fight that? Or do I indulge it? Well, sleepiness is interesting. Sleepiness is one of the classic hindrances. So it's very common to feel sleepy on a retreat. Uh, what I would suggest is to not fight it, uh, but to uh, investigate it, to be with it. So if, it's, if, it, if you're feeling sleepy, there's a couple of really obvious things you can do to, to counteract the sleepiness. And the first thing is to just open your eyes. So if you really feel like you're just going to fall asleep, you can open your eyes. If that doesn't work, you can actually stand up. And you can just stand up with your eyes open. You can do the meditation practice. You totally have permission to stand in here with your eyes open. If you feel tired, you will probably wake you up a little bit. You won't be able to fall asleep if you are standing up with your eyes open. Now, once we do that, one of the things that can be interesting to notice about sleepiness is sleepiness kind of feels good. It, it, it's a, like a poor man's uh, Valium. You know, because it's like your mind isn't on fire. If you're sleepy, you're kind of just a little out of it. And, you know, you want to feel into that. What does it feel like to be sleepy in my body? And I'm like, oh, it kind of feels good. <laughs> so tired. And to uh, let it be and to just be with the sleepiness and to not uh, get the attitude that says if I wasn't sleepy, I could meditate. And if I, the meditation would be better if I wasn't sleepy. It's when we resist sleepiness that we create a suffering and we create a problem, difficult experience by getting upset or angry with or attitude about the sleepiness. So again, this is the second layer that the mind adds on to experience. There's what's true for me right now, which I can't do much about, and then there's what my mind thinks about that or has an attitude about what's true for me right now. That's the layer we want to break away from. That's the layer we want to let go of. That's the suffering. Is it okay? Can I give myself permission to just be sleepy? So we're really looking for some degree of permission to allow your experience to be the way it is, to allow the discomfort to be there. And to not add in that it shouldn't be like this, it should be like this. And then we start to devalue the whole experience because it's not to our liking. And we probably see we've been doing this in many areas of our life for, for quite some time. Constantly devaluing and dismissing and, and not good enough, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And that's the added suffering that we place onto an experience where it's just the sensation of being sleepy or a sharp pain in my knee. Yeah, it's not preferable, but it's not, you know, it's nothing, it's not unmanageable. And so can I be with that with presence and a friendliness? Uh, that's what we're learning. This is the skills that we're learning that's happening. And we have to be careful that we don't, you know, present time awareness does not guarantee pleasant time awareness. And when we get into meditative retreats like this, anytime we're having an experience that's unpleasant, we start to devalue the whole experience that we're in. This isn't any good because my knee hurts. This is bogus because my mind is wandering. And we, you made that up. You labeled that. That's not true. It's certainly not useful. So we want to let that go and say, actually, no, I'm, I'm not. You know, so we're kind of defying the mind. You know, we're, we're actually uh, defying, going against the stream of the mind. We're 
not trusting the mind. My mind is actually um, not trustworthy right now. My breath, much more trustworthy. Sound, much more trustworthy. My direct experience, much more trustworthy. My mind, not so much. And so that's why in these first couple of days, I'm you know, really wanting to uh, encourage this diligent of breaking the addiction to that mind by being with experience and not getting tricked and in, in falling asleep into the experience of the mind telling you how this could be better or different and if only. If only my knee didn't hurt. If only I wasn't sleepy. If only this, then that. Which is the basic algebraic equation for suffering. If only this, then that. Right? And so we want to break our habit, we want to break our addiction, we want to break the tendency for that. And say, actually, no, that's not... No, I'm just breathing, I'm just here, it's okay to be here. So I encourage you to uh, practice with the instructions and to do your best to work with the schedule today um, and to trust that whatever happens is what needs to happen. And to trust that whatever your experience here is, is a worthwhile experience. And that there are things happening for you that you don't even know right now. And to trust, uh, let the retreat um, do what it does. And to not believe your mind. Your mind is lying to you. Uh, and to not believe it. And to, and to trust into the experience that you're having. And to not give too much attention to that part of the mind that is talking you out of things or into things because that's where the suffering is so be here and to ask these two questions what is it that I can be with right now what can I be with if my knees hurt if I'm sleeping I can be with that sound of the bird I can be with the out breath you can switch it around what can I be with and when I notice that the mind has got my attention it's got me hooked what can I come back to can I just come back to my feet in the walking? Can I come back to a sound? Can I come back to a breath? Can I come back to my hand? What can I be with right now and what can I come back to? And just working with that all day and getting yourself back, getting yourself back, getting yourself back into, into this dharma, into this way it is. 